It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hi, everybody. Once again, welcome to the George Martin Jr. Show. We are live in the city of Chicago. And it's, as always, I start off with saying how, what a beautiful day it is in Chicago. And I hope wherever you are in the world that it's uh, pretty nice, that you're enjoying uh, the day, uh, the evening, the morning, of whenever, whenever you're listening to the show. Um, yeah, it's a great day in the city of Chicago, and I don't want anybody depressed. I don't want anybody feeling worried, sick, afraid because of this stupid asshole we have in America and in the White House. You know, because Donald Trump talks out of his ass, folks. That's, <laughs> let's just put it at that. I mean, and he does a great job at distracting. This is all he does. This is all he is doing is distracting. He's distracting from one uh, pile of garbage that comes out of his mouth to another pile of garbage that comes out of his mouth. Yes, it is dangerous, especially when it's coming from the president of the United States. And some people are saying he's he's not the president. He's a fake president. He's he's an illegitimate president. And uh, he's trying to destroy America. And he wants to destroy America because majority of Americans don't like him. They don't. And you hear all of this, you you hear and you read all this stuff. Well, 88% of Republicans think Donald Trump is doing a good job. You hear that kind of stuff on the mute. 88% of the Republicans think that Donald Trump is doing a good job and they support him. 88%. That scares the shit out of you, doesn't it? Of Republicans is nothing. Especially when there's only especially when there's approval rating among Republicans, it's only at 26%. They're talking about 88% from 26% of the Republicans uh, uh, agree with them. Basically, all, 26, all 26% of the Republicans basically agree with them. That's 26%. You have to... Uh, Read these polls and believe what you're seeing when you say Donald Trump's support is up. That means that Donald Trump's support is up among Republicans, which is at 26%. In other, in other words, 75% of the country hates his ass. 75% of the country can't stand him. 75% of the country want him out of office. Only 26% only 88% of that 26% of Republicans like him. In other words, folks, America hates Donald Trump. So when you see these kinds of percentages uh, on Facebook, you hear it on the news, you, it's in Washington Post, New York Times, saying that 88% of the Republicans are for Donald Trump, that could be true. But only 88% of 26% who approve of him is for Donald Trump. And the rest of the two-thirds, rest uh, of the two-thirds of the country, 75%, 60 to 75% are against him. So you, so you see these kind of statistics, it'll scare you to death. Oh my God, 88% of the uh, people uh, uh, support Donald Trump. No. No, 88% of 26%. I know that's a little bit confusing, you know, for some people, but just 
put it this way. Majority of the people you know and have heard uh, don't like Trump. And it's not just Americans don't like Trump. They don't like Trump abroad. I mean, other countries can't stand Trump. If he tries to visit some other country, they're protesting him in every way. And he wonders why he's being protested. He wants to stop. Remember when Trump said that he wanted um, the, the American people to to sit up and salute him when he's when he's in our presence, like they do the di- dictators like uh, Putin and, and and Kim Jong Un, his the the people he look up to, cow down to those uh, um, murdering dictators. This is what Donald Trump wants. He wants to be like these dictators. He wants to be uh, – he wants to uh, – uh, what he says, he wants it to go. He doesn't give a damn about the Constitution. But right now, the Constitution is saving his ass. The Constitution is saving him. The Constitution is saving him. And the latest I, – I know you I know you guys probably heard the latest on this idiot um, – Donald Trump, um, President Donald Trump, uh, he wants to, uh, let's see, I, I think I talked about this yesterday. Donald Trump is now saying without evidence, without any proof, without any substantial uh, evidence, is saying that now he's saying, this is, he's talking out of his ass, he's trying to distract uh, away from all the other stuff, Stormy Daniels, the suits, the lawsuits, the civil suits, uh, uh, the Russian summit. He's just trying to distract uh, away from the uh, protest, protesting of veterans against his policies and against his treasonous, treasonous act in Helsinki, Finland. He's just trying to distract. And the latest distraction is he's saying that uh, the Russians will help. Democrats, not him. He says this stuff to to distract us. They will help Democrats. Democrats do not need Russia. What we need is Russia for for Russia not to do that is attack our elections. He's trying to sow discord. In other words, he's trying to cause trouble. He wants trouble. I mean, Donald Trump is a bully. He's an instigator. He he wants to sow discord. He wants everything to be so fucked up because that's what he wants. Donald Trump, I'm going to tell you something, folks, and you've heard it on the George Walter Jr. show. Donald Trump knows he's in trouble. He knows that something is going to come down the pike real soon and it's going to end his presidency. He knows it. The Republicans in Congress who will not do anything about this fool, they know that Donald Trump is in big trouble. They might not, they might be, they may have no recourse but to impeach him. I mean, you can't have a president that could be indicted sitting in the White House. You can't have a president who could be subpoenaed for crimes or called in for questioning which he can be, he has to be impeached. But one of, I think there's two reasons why the Republicans refuse to impeach Donald Trump. One, they are complicit. They are just, they're accepting Russian laundered money, just like he is. 
And they don't want to impeach him because they feel that they impeach Donald Trump. They will lose some lose a lot of leverage that they want. They will lose some power. They will not get the Supreme Court pick that they want. They will not be able to cut Social Security and all of this these other vital uh, programs that Americans need to live on. They need Donald Trump. They need Donald Trump to sit the Supreme Court. Uh, a nominee. Donald Trump may not make it that far. A lot of us think that Donald Trump is not going to make it to the midterms. Totally not going to make it to running for re-election. He's not going <laughs> to – Donald Trump might as well uh, give up trying to run for re-election. Nobody's going to support him for president in 2020, not with his baggage. Donald Trump has too much fucking baggage to, to, for Republicans to, to – um, Embrace him in, in 2020 as their candidate. That ain't no, that's not going to happen. That's if he makes it. If he makes it. Donald Trump sounds like a man that's getting ready to resign. And he, and he feels that he's going down. Donald Trump is saying, if I go down, I'm going to take others down with me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break America. I'm going to destroy this country if I'm going down. Republicans in Congress are letting him do it. They complain so much about Donald Trump. They don't like what he's saying. They don't like what he's doing. They don't like a lot of things about this crazy-ass man in the White House. They don't like it, but yet they do nothing. They let him have his way with America. They do nothing. Because uh, right now, this minute, Republicans are all over the television, all of CNN, cable television, talking about you know, Donald Trump. And then you got some Republicans who are trying to defend him. I don't, I don't understand these assholes who are defending this man. This man is reprehensible. Donald Trump doesn't care if you are a Democrat, Republican, or an independent. He doesn't care. He will throw you under the bus. He doesn't care if you have loyal, loyalty to him, which is what he wants. He doesn't care. If he feels that, that, that he's, he has to throw you under the bus, he will. He, Donald Trump wants you to be loyal to him, but he, his loyalty is to no one, no one. But he wants your loyalty, but he, he will not give you his loyalty. And it says that uh, Trump offered no evidence for his claim that Russia would look to help Democrats win in 2018 beyond claiming he has been tougher on Russia than his predecessors. And that's another lie. Donald Trump told about five lies today, if not more. Five lies. The man, every time he opens his mouth, he tells a lie. And I think every time Donald Trump opens his mouth and tells a lie, tells a fear, uh, says something against, Mer- since, um, uh, against America, uh, I think this just bolsters um, uh, Robert Mueller's uh, claim of obstruction of justice because he's he obstructs uh, uh, he obstructs justice out in the open, and right now he's telling his well he has told uh, his supporters I believe today that he's in trouble and for them to stick with him. Yeah, it's I I it was on CNN. Okay, I. There's no fake news on the George Wilder Jr. show. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's in trouble. And uh, he knows it. He knows he's going down. He knows he cannot last. 
My thing is, why does or do the Republicans let this man have his way signing executive orders and doing a, a lot of things that uh, uh, that he shouldn't be doing in office because he has all of these uh, investigations, and there's a lot. Darren, Donald Trump has got so much shit on him. Even when he leaves office, this shit's going to follow him. It, it will not be over. It will not be over. Even if the Constitution in some way says that a sitting president cannot be indicted. But if that's true, and I'm not sure, but I've heard that, uh, he will be indicted as soon as he leaves office. But the Constitution does not say that a president is above the law. Donald Trump is a man, a stupid, ignorant man that should not be uh, president of the United States. He got there by a fluke. He got there through Russian. Russia helped him. There's no doubt about it. The Electoral College, maybe, and gerrymandering. He's a he's a fake president. He's he he he's fake. And I love it when they when they say that Donald Trump is going after his critics. He's he's trying to scare people. He he has a hit list of his critics, people who don't like him. So he's going to go after them and try to hurt them in some way because they are saying nasty things about him, which are true, true things. He's a petty little man. He's very, very petty. I remember, uh, maybe you do too, I remember him wanting to come after Facebook uh, members because the majority of Facebook members are not Donald Trump fans, and he didn't like that. He wanted to go after Twitter uh, uh, members, people who are Twitterers, Twitters. You know, I mean, he 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 tried to. He went to court. His lawyers went to court to try to stop him, stop us from posting to his Twitter Twitter feed. That didn't work. So, in other words, Donald Trump wanted to be able to tweet what he wanted, but he did not want anybody to respond to it respond to what he was tweeting, and the judge said, no, that, that's, that's not going to happen. So Donald Trump lost on that front, and he lost on many other fronts. He doesn't like critics. He doesn't like you. If, you. if you're saying nasty things about Trump, and basically they're true, but they, they make him look bad, he wants to come after you in some kind of way. He doesn't care who you are. And i like to say something uh, there are Trump critics all over the world. What is he going to do? Go after – he can't go after critics that are in Australia, critics that are in Africa. There's critics everywhere, everywhere, all over the world. Why just Facebook users? Why just people – but he going after people who he can um, try to intimidate or try to set a president for. So he's going to go after these six, six people and, and try to take away their security clearance. I'm pretty sure you heard about it. The only security clearance that need to be taken away is Donald Trump's security clearance. They say he has the power to do that, but it's so petty. Like James Clapper have said, it is so petty. Trying to hurt people who don't like you from your own country. <laughs> 
Donald Trump is a Russian agent. He's a Russian spy. And we all would like to know what the hell did he say for two hours in a meeting all by themselves to Putin. Uh, Maxine has an idea of what they talked about, the election. (laughs) Probably the election. Now he's lying on Russia, saying that Russia is going to try to help the Democrats. Now he's lying on Russia. When Putin himself said, said, and is recorded, that he wanted Donald Trump to win. He wanted Donald Trump to win. Putin is, if they're going to hack the elections or meddle in the midterms, it will not be for the Democrats. He says these things to to, uh, distract you and me and the world. And sometimes, folks, it works. His distractions work. Why? The biggest reason why his distractions work is because he is the president of the United States. He sets the tone for what is to – he sets the tone for the entire country. He sets the tone for the entire United States. And what he says matters. What he says gets printed, uh, but it's a lot of bullshit. He just talks out of his ass. He distracts. He distracts. And he lies every single day. I mean, there isn't a day that goes. The more you uh, say Donald Trump lies, the more he lies. And he just lies, lies, lies. He should be impeached for just lying to the American people, people he is supposed to serve. But he's only serving 23 of America and that's his base and a lot of them are packing up and leaving his ass they are I mean they can see they can see that that last Monday at uh, Helsinki when he was standing on at the podium side by side with Vladimir Putin he gave up America to the Russians Total straight out treason. There's no doubt about it. And then he tried to walk it back with wood and wooden, which was so stupid, so silly, so elementary. And then he just came out and said, hey, fuck it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm i a Russian agent, he might as well have said. I'm sticking to my guns. You know, and he is. He is. He uh, will not say anything awful about Vladimir Putin because he's as as I've said and as others have said he's Putin's poodle and that's no joke that's no lie and it just makes America and you know it just makes America just I don't know folks it it just it's just heartbreaking that America has ha- has to go down this road but nothing's going to change until Donald Trump is out of office. And another reason why, why I think that Republicans in Congress will not impeach Donald Trump uh, or try to get him out of office, which they have the power to do. They are not doing their jobs of check and balancing 
of the White House, of the executive branch. They're not uh, doing their job of that. However, one of the other reasons I think the Republicans will not impeach Donald Trump is because they don't want Mike Pence. Mike Pence is probably also a Russian agent. He's probably also uh, tied to Russian money. Remember, the guy that's in jail that may do over 100 years, uh, Paul Manafort, in federal prison, he's the guy who chose Mike Pence for Donald Trump to be vice president. So Mike Pence may be carrying his stupid ass straight to jail in a cell long aside Donald Trump, beside Donald Trump. And um, that could be a good thing, folks. That could be a good thing. Let's hope something happens. Let's hope that this guy gets out of office. This guy is so History is not going to be kind to Donald Trump. That's for a fact. History will not be kind to Donald Trump. And he knows it. He knows it. He knows he's fucked up. He knows he's through. He knows he's done. But once he's out of office, whether he's impeached, thrown out, kicked out, whether he resigns or or voted out or whatever... This will never be over for Donald Trump. It's going to haunt him to the day he dies. He's going to be going to court. He's going to be, be you know, sued for lawsuits, civil suits. Uh, you know, assassins may come after him. You know, it, it's not going to be over for Donald Trump once he leaves office. This shit may be a lot worse because he will not have a Secret Service detail. Uh, he may be able to afford his own, uh, you know, but still in all, he will not have that presidential uh, power, I think. So once Donald Trump, if he thinks he once he's out of office and uh, back to being a regular citizen, that this is over. No, 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 no. And I'm just hearing his daughter, Ivanka Trump. She just shut down all of her. uh, uh Sales. I mean, I think she's just shut down her business, you know, and she's they're making some kind of excuse up saying that it's it's um, something that she wanted to do to, you know, uh, no, it's not. People weren't buying that shit. They didn't go in the stores to buy her 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 um, clothes, apparel. Just like a lot of people aren't um, buying Donald Trump's or living at. Uh, Trump Tower because of, because of an asshole. So believe me, folks, um, uh, do not believe everything you read, especially if you find it on Facebook. I always tell my son, do not believe everything you read. Do not believe everything you hear uh, because this is an era of lying and distortion and distraction. Be careful of what you read. And what people try to tell you, use your own mind, think for yourself and figure things out for yourself. It is so easy.
I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. And what he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer. Donald Trump shocked even his harshest critics with his submission to Vladimir Putin this week, likely including my next guest. And joining me now for your moment of Maxine, Congresswoman Maxine Waters of California. And Congresswoman, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Welcome. So were you, I think much of the country was surprised to actually see Donald Trump in action with Vladimir Putin and how submissive he was in public. What did you make of what, what happened in Helsinki? Well, I'm not surprised at all. As a matter of fact, I have for months uh, been trying to tell the American public and everybody else that this president is dangerous, uh, that he's in bed with Putin. Uh, someone said he wants to be like him, whatever. He will never, never yeah, condemn him uh, because of the relationship that they have. This didn't just start. This started a long time uh, before he was ever elected. Don't forget. This president cannot borrow money in the United States from any bank. This president is looking at Russia for his new money financial playground. He and all of his allies that I have told you are the Kremlin clan, uh, have been involved with Russia. When you name them and you think about them, why is it Manafort, Flynn, Wilbur Ross, Carter Page, Papadopoulos, all of his allies have connections with Russia, the Kremlin, and the oligarchs. This has been going on because this is their new money playground uh, that they want to develop. And the centerpiece of this is lifting the sanctions. I would wish people would focus on the sanctions. I think that's the agreement uh, that Putin had with this president in order to help him get elected. This president, I believe, has promised him that once he was elected, he would get those sanctions lifted. And you're going to watch. He's going to continue to try because Putin is saying to him, when is it going to happen? So he has a private meeting with him. We know what they talked about. I think I know what they talked about. They talked about lifting the sanctions. They talked about the upcoming elections. Uh, they talked about uh, all of the things that they could not talk about uh, in an email or on the phone. He had to go and meet with him in private so that he could talk about what he's going to do to follow through with I, what I believe is his commitment to get those sanctions lifted. Don't forget, when Tillerson was there, Tillerson was there to help get the sanctions lifted. He just couldn't put up with this president. He found this president to be so outrageous uh, that he ended up leaving, but he came to be a part of helping to get these sanctions lifted. It's worth trillions of dollars. Everybody will make some money if he can get this done. Right now, Putin's hands are tied. He cannot get the equipment or the supplies that he needs to do the work because our allies are cooperating with us. So I'm not surprised about what happened in Helsinki. I'm not surprised about the private meeting. I'm not surprised about this president standing up for 
Putin. As a matter of fact, I think he is Putin's apprentice. He's wow. been under his toolage for a long time now, and he intends to get it done. And the American people are sitting idly by, and the Republican Party should be ashamed uh, that they're allowing this to happen. Uh, they have no guts. They have no courage. They're not standing up for America. I dare them to talk about how patriotic they are, uh, given of what they're allowing this president to do. Now they're all going to send out press releases saying, oh, we don't want you to invite Putin. Well, he's going to invite him unless the Congress of the United States and the Republicans really take some serious action. How many of the Republicans are saying, I won't come to the White House? I'm going to be outside demonstrating. How many of them saying, don't invite me to any dinner? You better not have a state dinner. How many are saying that they're just saying you shouldn't and we don't want you to do it? But I want to tell you, if they don't take strong action, to keep him from bringing him here, he's going to bring him here, and that will be another, another straw in his hat that he can point to and say, see, Mr. Putin, I'm moving this forward, what we talked about, what we're going to do. I'm going to get this done. And forget about what he did uh, with North Korea. Yeah. Uh, that's just a an effort to say that I'm doing this with both countries, and that's just an effort to say that, see, I'm trying to create peace and relationships in different ways, but the fact of the matter is his focus is on Russia and lifting those sanctions, and you're going to see him continue to try it because he has an agreement that he cannot get out of. When people want to know what does Putin have on the president of the United States, is this agreement where the president promised he was going to get the sanctions lifted and Putin is going to hold him to it. Let me, you know, you mentioned Carter Page, uh, Congresswoman, and here is the, uh, the FISA warrant, which was released in unprecedented fashion by the FBI. Uh, we have it this morning and uh, folks are reading through it. Um, what do you think that this, the release of this document does to the credibility of the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunes? Well, you know, First of all, they've got to understand that he was put under surveillance because of the actions that he was taking, not only that caused suspicion, but I think it was deemed uh, that he basically was going to be used to spy. Uh, he's not considered to be very smart, uh, not considered to be uh, very, uh, you know, capable of uh, not of resisting, rather, uh, the Russians. And so I think that Nunes and all of them are looking very silly. I think that they should be ashamed uh, that they would in any way undermine the FBI and the FBI's work to try to protect this country from our enemy, which this president says he's not our enemy, he's just a competitor. He keeps going on like that, but the fact of the matter is uh, that Nunes and any others who have tried to undermine them to say that somehow they were unfair, somehow they were using their power uh, to interfere with the life of this man who already had been identified basically as someone who was in the grips of, uh, of Russia. Congressman Maxine Waters, never one to mince words. Thank you very much for spending some time with us on this Sunday morning. Thank you. How dare you separate children from their parents? How dare you pull children out of the arms of their mothers? How dare you lie and say you couldn't do anything about it? You're the one who caused it, and you're the one that we're going to make to turn it back because what you're doing now is lying, lying, lying. <laughs> 
What more do we need to see? What more lies do we need to hear? It is time for us to say, even though there's those who don't want us to say it, Mr. President, you need to be impeached. and Putin, his love of the of the dictators of the world, how he has not said one word about the fact that they tapped into our DNC, underlined our democratic process. He's not said one thing about it, but he can wrap his arms around another dictator, Kim Jong-un, and tell us we ought to swallow it. We're through with you, Mr. President.
You have members of your cabinet uh, that are being booed out of restaurants. Who have protesters taking up at their house. Who saying no peace, no sleep. No peace, no sleep. And guess what? We're going to win this battle because while you try and take the Bible, just Sessions and others, you really don't know the Bible. God is on our side. On the side of the children. On the side of what's right. On the side of what's honorable. On the side of understanding that if we can't protect the children, we can't protect anybody. And so, let's stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. We've got to get the children connected to their parents. The children are suffering. We don't know if the shock that they're going through can ever be overcome. We don't know what damage is being done to these children. All that we know is they're in cages, they're in prisons, they're in jails. I don't care what they call it, that's where they are. And Mr. President, we will see you every day, every hour of the day, everywhere that we are, to let you know you cannot get away with this. Thank you so very much. She doesn't let Trump 
intimidate her. She says what she says. She says what's on her mind. She doesn't care about what the other Democrats want her to say or or does not want her to say. Maxine is going to say what she wants to say. That's why I say I think that she should be Speaker of the House and not Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is weak. Nancy Pelosi does not want to impeach Donald Trump. She wants Donald Trump to stay in office. She wants him to she, – she has her own reasoning for that. But other people are saying we want him impeached. And she's running for re-election. She's just a representative like anybody else. She, uh, her term is two years uh, uh, in Congress just like everybody else. Every two years she has to get re-elected. But this time even her constituencies are saying we don't want Mac, – um, excuse me, not Maxine, but uh, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is weak. She's one of those weak-ass Democrats that will give in to the Republicans. We want to see Donald Trump out of office. And anybody that we vote into office that we haven't, who doesn't want to see this, should get out now. Nancy Pelosi, I hope like hell she's voted out of office. And it looks like it could happen. Or if she's not voted out of office, she's, she, there's a possibility of her losing her speakership. And she still is just a representative. Because I'm hearing talk of her actually losing her speakership. Because a lot of uh, uh, Democrats, uh, they're hearing it from their constituency that they want Donald Trump impeached. And I I guess Nancy Pelosi thinks she's smarter than the rest of us. There must be something there. Uh, I think Cory Brooks is on the uh, on the same page as uh, Nancy Pelosi. They have their reasons. Well, we want him to stay in office because we know the, that we can get a Democrat in in 2020 or something like that. Trump needs to be impeached. There's no excuse for that. This guy needs to get his ass kicked up out of the White House, not just walk that kicked in the ass out on Pennsylvania Avenue out of the White House. Period. And for Nancy Pelosi not to want to impeach Donald Trump, it's a damn shame. I'm pretty sure she's hearing from her constituency that they want Donald Trump impeached. They want him impeached. Her voters are telling her that. They're calling, emailing, but she's ignoring them, I would think, because she still wants to impeach Donald Trump. She, she will not – excuse me. She will not impeach Donald Trump. We want him out. Nancy Pelosi, I, I think she has some sort of an agenda that we probably don't know about uh, 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 to the reasons why she doesn't want him impeached. She has some kind of an agenda. She's not a, uh, I don't think she's a leader because if she was a leader in the first, if she was a leader, uh, any type of a great leader, she wouldn't have lost the house in the first place. She couldn't hold on to it. And we're supposed to depend on her again? There's going to be people running against her. There's going to be people, I hope, uh, 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 trying to unseat her. That's going to be great. She knows it's coming. She knows it's coming. And there are other reasons why not to uh, have uh, Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House for the Democrats anymore. She's 79 years old, 78, 79 years old. I don't know if she could be 80. I don't know. But – when you do your research on her, it says she's 78, okay? Um, 
She's too old. That she's too old. She's been in Congress for many, many, many years. That's too old. Give it up. Let somebody come in who is young, with young ideas, fresh ideas, a new way of doing things, things, a, a new way of being creative on, uh, on this front. And someone who loves America doesn't like what Donald Trump is doing and want to see him out. And this goes for every one of those jackasses, uh, Democrats in Congress who think they want to see Donald Trump in office. We don't. I don't want to see Peach. I, I actually want to see the guy go to jail. Well, she can't stop that. If Mueller comes up with some, if Mueller decides to indict him, uh, with the People to say he can't be indicted because of some clause in the Constitution. I didn't see anything in the Constitution that says a president cannot be cannot be indicted. I didn't see that. But maybe the Constitution is worded in in some way, and some amendment that says he can't be impeached, uh, can't be indicted. I, I think he can be indicted. I think Mueller feels that he can be indicted also. If this president cannot be indicted, means he he's above the law, and no person is above the law. Getting back to Nancy Pelosi, who doesn't want to see Donald Trump impeached, she's. I mean, have you ever watched some of these um, minority house uh, speeches that she gives? She sounds so boring. She sounds so small. The Republicans are are. Screaming and yelling, and Nancy Pelosi sounds so small. We need somebody that's going to scream and yell like the Republicans. Fight fire with fire. Nancy Pelosi is too old. She should give it up to someone young, younger. Someone with somebody with some fight in them, because this is what it's going to have to take to get back America from these thug Republicans. And I just don't think Nancy Pelosi is up to it. And I want to say. That I do think a lot of the Democrats in Congress, some of them aren't 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 saying anything aren't saying anything about this. You know what they're doing? You know what Democrats in Congress are doing? They're sitting back waiting for the blue wave to sweep them into power. This is what they're doing. They're sitting back waiting and letting Trump um, destroy himself. They're sitting back waiting for the blue wave. Because a lot of the uh, Democrats aren't saying the damn thing about Trump. Don't say anything. And I'm pretty sure Nancy Pelosi has uh, has uh, uh, told them not to to say a lot of things. And, and I don't think Nancy Pelosi, Democrat Nancy Pelosi and Democrat Chuck Schumer, I don't think they approve of Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters, no, they don't approve of her. They don't want her out saying impeach Donald Trump. Who are these fuckers? I love Maxine Monroe. I'm getting ready to say Maxine Monroe. <laughs> Maxine Waters. The reason why I say Maxine Monroe, I, there's a, I'm a writer, and I've got three stories on Maxine Monroe. And uh, I, I sometimes I get the names mixed up. Anyway, Maxine Waters. They don't want Maxine Waters saying that, that – uh, she want to see Trump impeached. They don't want that. They they don't want that. But they don't control Maxine Waters. That's one of the things about this. They can't control her. 
she says what she wants. And I always said, I want Maxine Waters as the Speaker of the House and throw uh, 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 Nancy Pelosi out. I'm not an enemy of Nancy Pelosi. She called Nancy Pelosi called people who want her out of office her enemy. We're not your enemy. We just feel we need new blood. We need new new ideas, fresh ideas. We need to get Trump impeached, and you don't want to do that. And plus, you uh, we need some uh, young blood in there, new ideas, fresh ideas, as I keep on saying. So we need to get Nancy Pelosi out of there. People say, well, George, you want Maxine Waters to be? Isn't she about 80? <laughs> We need new and young blood in the uh, House of Representatives. The reason why I like Maxine, Maxine Waters is because she is so out there. She is saying the things uh, we, want, we want to hear, especially when it's a, against Donald Trump. She's saying the things we want to hear. Nancy Pelosi is not saying what we want to hear in terms of Donald Trump. Maxine Waters is, and others are. Then you got some others who are silent. Corey Brook. I, 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 I liked this guy one time. I really liked him. But I get so sick and tired of these representatives who have been voted in by people in their districts, in their areas, suddenly come into power, and they think that they're smarter and intelligent than you are when all they have is one vote. One vote, and they vote. That vote is uh, their constituency vote. You, when you're voted into office as a representative, you're voted into office to represent the people of your district. If your people say they want Donald Trump impeached, then you should go vote for impeachment. Not because you believe in certain, you you have other ideas. The hell with your ideas. You do what your constituency want you to do. That's what you're getting paid for. That's why you're getting the great health care you're getting. You don't, you don't go to Congress to do your own thing. You go to Congress to work for the people who put your ass in office. That's what you go to Congress for. But it's too many, too many representatives, too many senators think because they're in Congress that they're above it all. They think because they're in Congress, their faces should be on Mount Rushmore. Each and every one of them assholes, whether it's a representative or a senator, you're representing your district. You're representing your constituency. And if your constituents say, say, don't do that, don't vote that way, you should not vote that way. But so many of these assholes, these senators and representatives in Congress, think they're above it all. Think they're they're better than the people that uh, put them in office. We know that the Republicans uh, in Congress do not give a damn about their constituency. A lot of them don't even go to their town halls no more because they don't want to be yelled down and shouted down at and fired and told that they're going to be fired because they think they're so above it all. Marco Rubio, come to think of it, uh, Paul Ryan, and and a lot of these other asshole Republicans who are shunning their constituency, not doing what their constituency want to do. They're going rogue because uh, they're all kissing Donald Trump's ass and their constituencies are saying, what the hell is going on? I voted for you. 
I, get, I help give you a job. You're supposed to be doing what I want you to do, but yet you chose to kiss Donald Trump's ass and say fuck off to the rest of us. And a lot of these Republicans, they're going to lose their jobs. A lot of them, go, uh, you know, they lose their jobs in uh, November. Some of them are going to quit before that time comes. So if they quit, they're not going to give their constituency a chance to vote them out. Which is whether they quit or be uh, or be voted out, it doesn't matter as long as they get out. So we got a heavy load to carry, folks. So and there's uh, and the Republicans in Congress, they, from what I'm hearing and from what I've been reading, they're not going to try and protect your vote. Uh, in the upcoming midterms, there they have not uh, allocated any fundings toward uh, election security. So that that will tell you right then that they don't give a shit about the election because they know that the election is going to go against them. And believe it or not, they want Russia to interfere, not for the Democrats. They want Russia to interfere for the Republicans. Trump is out there lying his ass off. Saying that it's a distraction, like every, uh, like every other thing he says, it's a distraction. He's out there lying his ass off, saying that um, Russia is going to help the Democrats in the midterms. That's a total lie. This guy is always saying something without proof, without evidence, without knowing shit. Putin's probably pissed off at that. And I do think while he, when he said it, he knew he was lying. He knew he was lying. He's saying Russia is going to help the Democrats in 2020 to, to elect a Democratic president. That's a total lie. He says things without. And it is dangerous. It is dangerous. Because as I've said earlier, the, the guy is trying to start something. He's trying to start a fight. He picks on people. He lies. He wants to sow discord. He wants to see violence. He wants to see discord. He wants to see see arguments. He wants to see fights break out. He wants to see racism. Hate. He's a bully. He's a taunter. He's the worst thing America has ever seen. He's the worst thing the world has ever seen. That's better put. He's the worst thing the thing the world has have seen. You know, and uh, it, it's just awful. <laughs> it's just awful that the Republicans have already cut Social Security. They have already cut Medicare. Things that Trump promised during his campaign that he wasn't going to touch. They've already cut it. Only thing they need now is for Donald Trump to uh, sign it. But they're not going to put this, implement this, or put it into law just yet. I believe they're going to wait until the midterms to see if they actually get thrown out of office, to see if Russia is going to help them win. If the Republicans, let's say if if there isn't a blue wave, uh, uh, or or, uh, or or 
Republicans find a way, excuse me, Republicans find a way to cheat and they win in November. You might as well go dig a hole and jump right in it <laughs> because they're going to cut everything. They're going to cut everything. They are going to, I mean, when I say everything, I'm talking about food stamps. I'm talking about rental assistance. I'm talking about Medicare, Medicaid, health care. They're going to cut it all. Donald Trump is going to sign it all. Because he's figured by signing all of that shit, he's getting revenge against all, all of us who don't like him. All of us who don't like him. And that's what it's about because he, he, he likes to take, he wants to take revenge on those who don't like him, who criticize him, even though the criticism is warranted. The criticism is right, is spot on for this guy. He wants to be like Putin. He wants to be like Kim Jong-un and other dictators of the world. But it's not going to happen in America because uh, Americans really, really do have to stand up. Americans have to stand up. Some people are saying that Americans are standing idly by uh, and letting Trump and the Republicans just wreak havoc on the United States. And some are. Some Americans, I mean, I mean, look at London. Why can't we be like London? Americans are too passive. Americans are basically Democrats and independents. We have feelings. We have soft hearts. We have a giving heart. We don't have the, the wherewithal to actually get out here and fight and defend our country. We should. We should. We can't let other countries fight our battles for us, like London. We cannot do that. We, we have to fight. London is a city. I'm sorry. Uh, we can't let other cities and other countries fight our battles for us in America. We have to fight our own battles. Americans have to get up, get out, and stop talking about bullshit that has nothing to do back your country every time every time we walk every time I'm walking down the street and I see a bunch of people standing up talking I'm thinking they should be talking about taking back their country not about anything else this should be the number one topic in every household taking back your country fighting back against tyranny fighting back against the lies and the bullshit and the treason. That's what it should be. That's what Americans should be talking about. Nothing else until we take back our country. Getting out here protesting every day, hollering and screaming place in Washington and in America. Hollering and screaming, walking down the street with signs, TV cameras all over the place because Donald Trump pays attention to this stuff. Believe it or not, he, he's sitting in front of the TV and, and with his Big Macs, and he pays attention to what's going on in America. He pays attention to what people are saying about him. Then he decides to distract, say something dumb and stupid like um, the Democrats, <laughs> the Russians are going to be supporting the Democrats in the midterm elections. He, get, he gets a kick out of that. 
The guy is the Twitter in chief. He tweets 20 times a day all at once. And the re- and even the Republicans are saying this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But they will not do anything about him. They will not check and balance him. They will not curtail his power. Yeah, the Republicans in Congress can can uh, uh, limit his power to do damage to the United States, but, but they don't do it because they're complicit. They're afraid that they're going to – if they lose Donald Trump, their leverage, their power will be gone. Well, they have Mike Pence. I'm pretty sure they don't like him because Mike Pence is nothing but an ass kisser. That's all he's good for. Have you ever noticed uh, he doesn't say anything? He doesn't come to the cameras much. He doesn't because Trump don't want him there. Trump said, keep your ass back there. I'm going to do the talking. I'm the man. Trump's got his <laughs> Trump got in control. That's why you don't hear anything much about Mike Pence. Trump got in control because Trump wants he wants the spotlight. He wants the camera. He doesn't want Mike Pence uh, uh, in that shot with him. You know. All right, you've been listening to to the George Wilder Jr. show. Something's popping up on my screen. Uh, I'm not interested. All right, let's go to. So uh, yeah, uh, I. I I am a Maxine Waters fan. I think she's just beautiful. I just think she was wonderful. I would like to see her, if not the Speaker of the House, have some sort of authority. But I'm hearing that if the Democrats and when the Democrats take back the House in November, Maxine Waters will have access to Donald Trump's finances and his taxes. So I'm thinking that if... um, the Democrats take back the House in November. Donald Trump may resign because he knows that he's going to be exposed a lot more. He could resign because of it. Then again, the guy, then again, Donald Trump loves power. He loves power. Even if it's a little bit of power, he loves it and he abuses it. He totally abuses it. I heard that he was screaming and yelling and uh, at some something he didn't like. Somebody reported something or said something he didn't like, and the guy was just screaming and yelling and being an asshole all over the place. How do you how do you work for somebody like that? And a lot of the people who are working for Donald Trump, like the White House staff, you know, once he's uh, gone, they're going to be looking for a job and. You know, I mean, when they go go to find a job, go to an interview for a particular job, and they say, hey, wow, who's your reference? Uh, the White House, Donald Trump. <laughs> They're not going to get that job. Donald Trump ruins everything he touches. He fucks up everything he touches. Six bankruptcies, five deferments, lawsuits, Civil suits all up his ass. Um, disclosure agreements uh, to a lot, lot of women. He's paid off to keep quiet. Uh, 
There is the Russia investigation. There is so much shit. So much stuff. Russia investigation. Federal courts. I'm hearing that that he has to go to court on something. But they I don't know. Every time Donald Trump has to go to court, somebody sues him and he has he, he either pays them off, he pays off the judge, pays off the jury, so he doesn't have to uh all right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We'll be right back after this musical break. Freedom, this is what I call freedom.
let's look at what the president said yesterday. President Trump attempting to walk back his statements from Helsinki, where he sided with the Russian state over the U.S. government and its intelligence services regarding Moscow's interference in the American political system. Take a look at what the president said standing next to Vladimir Putin and then his comments yesterday at the White House. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. I thought that I made myself very clear by having just reviewed the transcript. It should have been obvious. I thought it would be obvious, but I would like to clarify just in case it wasn't. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't or why it wouldn't be Russia. So just to repeat it, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. And the sentence should have been, and I thought it would be maybe a little bit unclear on the transcript or unclear on the actual video. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. So I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. In full faith and support for America's intelligence agencies. I have a full faith in our intelligence agencies. Whoops, they just turned off the light. That must be the intelligence agents. <laughs> I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia's meddling in the 2016 election took place. Could be other people also. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. We'll get into that in just a moment, but quickly, the president just yeah, tweeted just a moment ago this, quote, so many himself. people at the higher ends of intelligence loved my press conference performance in Helsinki. Putin and I discussed many important subjects at our earlier meeting. We got along well, which truly bothered many haters who wanted to see a boxing match. Big results will come. And last night, the president tweeted this, the meeting between President Putin and myself was a great success, except in the fake news media. Trump's comments yesterday came more than 24 hours after his news conference with Putin. He did not try to clarify his remarks in any of his post-summit tweets, nor did he back down during either of the two interviews he did with Fox News immediately after the summit. Meanwhile, a shot of the statement the president was reading shows that he wrote this, quote, there was no collusion. Meanwhile, NBC News had some reporting on how that all came to be and who pressured the president to step out and make that statement yesterday, including the vice president, the secretary of state. Um, Heidi, the, the president's statement yesterday that this was a, a misstatement, that it was a word problem, sort of ignores everything else that happened on the stage in that press conference. It ignores the fact that he didn't say anything about it for 24 hours, even as he saw the coverage of what was happening. If you believed what he said yesterday, that this was just a question of a misplaced word, kind of feel bad for you. Well, really, do you remember when we were in grade school and you messed up on a word and you took out the lumpy whiteout and you lumped it over? 
you can't do that here because it's not just one word. It was the entire context right. of what he said. It was the trashing of institutions. It was also saying that Putin had a great idea to potentially combine our investigation and have Bob Mueller go to Russia to give them information on what his investigation is all about. So I think anybody who watched the president's news conference, which was essentially the entire world, would know that you can't just hit delete on a single word and change the entire tone and context of that news conference. Eddie, he also was reading from that statement, sort of head down, reading prepared remarks, and in the moment he did ad-lib, he said, yes, okay, it was Russia, they did meddle in the election. He looked up and said, it could be other people, a lot of people out there. He always has to sneak in that caveat, which in fact undermines what he said prior to it. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, uh, Eugene Robinson and, and Rick Stingle said, Rich Stingle said that it looked as if he was reading a hostage note, right, as opposed to actually apologizing. I like to use this analogy, you know, since President Trump is a golfer, instead of trying to get a mulligan, he just moved his ball in full view into a better lie, right? And so I, he's shameless. He doesn't seem in any, in any, any serious way, right, to try to take... Uh, account of what he actually did. And what I'm really interested in is the way in which Republicans, fellow Republicans, have just simply failed uh, to, to hold him mm. to account. Admiral Stavridis, uh, we're, we're talking about the rhetoric involved here and the change of tenses and uh, things like that and double negatives. And yet the reality is that these two men, Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump, sat behind closed doors for two hours and discussed things that are potentially lethal to the future not only of the European alliance and the United States-Soviet relationship, but that whole region, peace and missiles and the mismatch between the two men. Yeah, Mike, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about this contrast between President Obama and President Trump, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle the ghost of another president, and that's President Reagan, because we're also talking about other audiences. Think about Europe and how this is being received there, and think back to Ronald Reagan standing at the Berlin Wall saying, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Instead, what we have today is a president who supposedly goes in a secret room, a little quiet room, with nobody there but a couple translators, and that's where he really tells Vladimir Putin, hey, your interference in our election was wrong. Are we really supposed to believe that? And by the way, I thought the worst moment of the press conference was actually when Vladimir Putin flipped the soccer ball to the President of the United States. It, it reminded me of the scene in Castaway where Tom Hanks starts talking to his volleyball. Now we've got Ivan the soccer ball in the White House. It's a bad day for the American presidency. So as Heidi mentioned, this wasn't about one line or one word. This was about the full context of the president's press conference with Vladimir Putin. To believe what the president said yesterday, you'd have to discount everything else he said during that news conference, from his withering attack on the Justice Department and the FBI for investigating his campaign's ties to Russia, to Putin's, quote, incredible offer to help with the investigation, to lashing out at those who'd suggested Russian meddling was in any way responsible for his victory, to a debunked conspiracy theory about the 2016 hacking of the DNC, and of course, Hillary Clinton's 33,000 missing emails. I do feel that uh, we have both made some mistakes. I think that the, the probe is a disaster for our country. I think it's kept us apart. It's kept us separated. There was no collusion at all. Uh, everybody knows it.
What he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer, okay? That was a clean campaign. I beat Hillary Clinton easily, and frankly, uh, we beat her. And I'm not even saying from the standpoint, we won that race. And it's a shame that there can even be a little bit of a cloud over it. Uh, people know that, people understand it, but the main thing, and we discussed this also, zero collusion. The Electoral College is much more advantageous for Democrats, as you know, than it is to Republicans. Uh, we won the Electoral College by a lot, 306 to 223, I believe. You have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server. Why haven't they taken the server? Where is the server? What is the server saying? I really do want to see the server. What happened to the server? So, Nick, obviously the president takes a question directly where he's presented with the opportunity to confront President Putin, who's standing five feet away from him, and turns it in to an old speech he's given many, many times about servers, about Hillary Clinton, about the Pakistani man who, with the server and everything else the president brings up. Um, did he do anything yesterday to help himself with that clarification? Wait, real quick though, guys, let's just correct this. They have the server. They've had the <laughs> server forever. They just don't have the physical copy of it. They have an actual copy of it, though, because we have more than floppy disks in the era of digital. Exactly. So what, what, what we saw yesterday in politics was called a walk back, right? The president managed to do a walk back or the walk back during the walk back. So it's not even clear what he was trying to say. He, he had to come back out and say, well, it could have been somebody else. And it was like watching a truculent kid in front of a blackboard at school being forced by his teachers to say something he didn't believe or want to say. There has really never been a performance, I think, in American politics that is like it. Uh, and you can only imagine why. He seems to have a particular personal interest here that is separate from the White House interest, but is dovetailing with Putin's interest on the investigation. It's fear. He, he and Putin are on the same page about the Russia probe. They both have an interest in stopping it and discrediting it. And that is a striking fact to me. And we've seen this rhythm before, Steve Ratner, with Charlottesville and other times where the president...
hatred from the mighty and the mighty from the small. George Wilder Jr. Show is off the air, actually, and I want to thank everybody. Have a great evening. Have a great morning. Have a great weekend. Whatever finds you when you're listening to this particular episode of the show. I've done, so far, I've done about 800 uh, episodes of the George Wilder Jr. Show. I've deleted a lot of them. Uh, so that cuts it down to probably 556. <laughs> I've de- de- deleted some shows, especially the earlier ones, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, I've been told that some of them were pretty great, good, but I did delete some of them. But, uh, you know, and I've been asked, do I listen to my own show? I very seldom listen unless someone posts uh, a link somewhere for me to listen to them or, or unless there's something that's... Um, not right. Anyway, the George Wilder Jr. Show is off the air. Thanks, everybody. Have a great evening. Have a great day. Have a great morning. Have a great weekend. What, whatever finds you, uh, whatever you find yourself at when you're listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, whether it's podcast or live. Thanks, everybody. We're off the air. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.